What is good, everybody? What's good? What's good? This is your man, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Welcome to another episode of Talking Sports with Manny podcast. So today, we're going to be talking the NBA. Plenty news, plenty storylines. There's all kinds of stuff going on right now in the NBA, and we're going to talk about it. This is going to be a super short show, super short stream, most likely 20 minutes 30 minutes max, but we're going to go ahead and get right into it. So let's go ahead and kick things off with the Cavs losing to the Knicks this past weekend. Well, this weekend. And uh, when I look at the Knicks, the Knicks are not a team that that scares anybody, right? But the biggest thing is that Jalen Brunson is a leader. Bringing in Jalen Brunson into that team, it's a bigger acquisition than it was when they brought in Julius Randle. What Jalen Brunson brings to you is a go-getter, a scorer, a leader, even at his stature and size. He's that guy that can produce for you, and he's doing such a marvelous job for the Knicks currently. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell seems to not be a number one. Donovan Mitchell seems to be a guy that's a really good player, but he's not a superstar. Yes, he had a great regular season. He put up over 70-something points. Congratulations. But in the playoffs, it's about coming up big time. And when was the last time you seen Donovan Mitchell come up big time and lead his team deep into the playoffs? There's a reason why things didn't work out in Utah. Again, it's not a knock to Donovan Mitchell. Maybe if he had a better player than, than uh, Gobert, or maybe Donovan Mitchell was number two on the team, that team could advance and that team could take strides. Maybe it's Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland not matching up, not being um, a very good backcourt. OK, maybe it's Evan uh, Mobley and um, um, what's his name? The big center. Can't think of the big center right now, but maybe that pairing just doesn't work. Evan Mobley does give you that shooting touch. Right. But at the same time, it's like there's something missing there. Why is it that the Cavs coach finally put Karis Levert into the starting lineup? Levert should have been in the starting lineup. So there's different things that are going on for this organization. And then the bench is like lackluster. Uh, you let go of Kevin Love, who was really literally the leader of that team, the guy who kept that team together, the glue, a guy who has championship pedigree. You let that guy go. And that's all of the reasons why the Cavs are currently uh, losing and struggling right now in the playoffs. It's, it's crazy that a guy like Kevin Love, a guy of his stature, a guy that have put up big numbers, a guy that have made big shots in the playoffs, is not on that Cavs team to kind of help that team get to that next level. I'm going to pull up a bracket, a playoff bracket. We're going to go through as many teams as we can on this super, super short uh, video. For those of you guys that are going to be watching the video or listening to the podcast, let me know. Do you guys think that Donovan Mitchell is a number one? Do you guys think that Donovan Mitchell is a number two? Do you guys think that the Cavs need another guy who can come in Take over that team and then Mitchell play that number two spot. Let me know what you guys think about Donovan Mitchell in the comment section for those that are going to be watching the replay or listening to the podcast as a replay. Got my guy, Timeout Sports. Appreciate you hopping in on the stream. He says, yeah, love worked with them. Had a trio of bigs. Yes, they should have kept that trio of bigs because each big gave you something different. Love was more of that big. He can rebound, but he can also stretch the floor and give you that, that premier shooting. Evan Mobley was a little bit of both. And then the big guy. For some reason, I continue to forget this big guy in the middle for the Cavs. For some reason, I can't think of his name. Is it because he hasn't done much? <laughs> I literally have to look up his name right now. The guy with the afro. I know his name, but for some reason, it continues to escape me. 
just like I have not seen this guy in the playoffs. Granted, I haven't watched too many games of this Knicks and Cavs series. I kind of peep in, peep out. But at the end of the day, it's been a good series. Um, but it, for some reason, things are just not meshing well. Jared Allen, I apologize, everybody. Jared Allen is the center. And let me look at what he's doing in the playoffs right now. Currently in the playoffs, Jared Allen is averaging 10 points and how many rebounds? Eight rebounds. What, 1.3 blocks? That's not enough. You need more out of your center position. And if, and if this is what he's going to produce, you bench him. Evan Mobley, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Between these two guys, they're not giving you what you need in order to succeed. Now, Karis LeVert, like I said, I don't know why it took them this many games to make this guy a starter. He's averaging 14.5 points right now. He's solid. He's you know has some size on him, 6'6". He should have been the guy to come in and help this lineup. Being that you're playing two smaller guys in Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. I understand that Donovan Mitchell is athletic, but at the same time, he just does not possess what you need. Like, it's just something missing with this Cavs team. Thank you so much, Time Sports. Yeah, Jared Allen. For some reason, he continued to escape me. Escape, uh, you know, I just couldn't think of him. But, yeah, the Cavs are in trouble. The Cavs are in trouble. And um, let me pull up the NBA playoffs, and I'm going to share my screen. We're going to go ahead and dive in on this super short episode. Uh, it's your screen. And I haven't streamed in a while. Um, so this is going to be fun. So here is where we are right now in the Eastern Conference, right? you got the Miami, the eighth seed, versus the Bucks, who are the one seed. We know the whole Giannis thing without Giannis the Bucks are mediocre without Giannis they're just not good enough they're not good enough and it's crazy that Giannis is that big of an impact for this Milwaukee Bucks he dribbles the ball he makes plays he creates he plays defense he's the anchor he does so much for the Bucks and now that series is 2-1 and I believe that game four is tonight at 6.30 Central Time, so pretty much an hour from now. I will be tuned in on that game. I want to see. They're saying that Giannis is game four, you know, he's in question. It's, 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 it's unclear. So he might play, he might not play. If Giannis does not play, I look for the Bucks to win this game. I mean, sorry, I look for the, for, I look for the Heat to win this game. Heat go up 3-1 with game five coming up on Wednesday. Man, it, it, it can get interesting. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not saying that the Heat are going to win without Giannis, Blase, Blase. What I'm saying is if the if the Miami Heat go up 3-1, things get really, really interesting. So I'm enjoying that series. Uh, I'm pulling for the Heat. want to see somebody, you know, different. And it's a different situation. The Heat have been good in the playoffs in the last few years. So you have the, the Hawks versus Boston. Hawks come in last night pull off, uh, uh, sorry, two nights ago, pull off an impressive win in game three. And then you're thinking they're going to win in game four. It was it was rather close, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Celtics finally pulled it off. Celtics, I mean, these guys made big shots after big shots after big shots. Celtics take that. And I think right now it's pretty much over. With game five being in Boston, I just don't see how the Hawks can pull this thing off. So now you're looking at a 4-1. A if, if the Hawks win game five somehow by a miracle, then maybe they can push this to seven. But either way it goes, the Buck, I mean, the Celtics have two shots to go ahead and end this series in five or six. So we'll see what happens there. I think it, I think that one is pretty much over in five. Now, 
Here's a series that I was excited about. I was thinking this series was going to be good between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. And then they ended up getting swept. Like it, it was a game that even in game one, they had that strategy versus Embiid. Even in game two, they had a strategy double teaming him. And then now with the Embiid injury through the series, they were still able to kind of pull this thing off in a sweep. Um, the the uh, the Nets, they have a very, very solid team. Um, what's his name? Ah, I can't think of his name. Bridges came in. Mikel Bridges came in and literally showed that he is a star on the cusp of being a superstar. Now I'm hearing rumblings that Damian Lillard might get traded to Brooklyn Nets. I don't see how that happens. There's no scenario where that works. And if it does work, the Trailblazers have to get Mikel Bridges in that in that trade package, what obviously can the Nets offer besides picks? You need at least a young player coming in that could be something for the Trailblazers. That's why when KD left, boom, you get a Mikel Bridges, a young guy with upside, and look at him now. Bonafide superstar in the making. So, man, easy win for uh, Philly. Now they're chilling and they await the winner of the Hawks and Celtics. It's most likely going to be the Celtics, and that's going to be a favorable, favorable matchup, a, a great matchup for TV. I will be locked in. Uh, so we talked about this uh, this New York uh, Cavs uh, series, Donovan Mitchell not being the leader, all that good stuff. And also Julius Randle playing with ankle injury doesn't really matter. He's been bad. He's been bad. The main guy that's, that's doing it for this team is Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson and uh, Josh Hart has been Huge. These are two new acquisitions for the Knicks, one coming in free agency and one coming at the trade deadline. These two have been really, really good. And, you know, they, they have guys like Emmanuel Quickly and Obi Toppin, other guys on the bench that can come in and give them spurts here and there. But I do like uh, Quickly a lot. I think he's really, really, really going to be a very good player. He's a guy who can come in, take over that two-guard spot. I would love to see him and Brunson together in the backcourt, even though – Quickly is labeled as a point guard. I love his upside, and I love his scoring ability and what he's able to do defensively. He's going to continue to get better. We look at the Western Conference, and this series right here has been very disappointing. I was intrigued to see what the Minnesota Twin Towers were going to be able to do against uh, a Jokic. Obviously, Jokic is unguardable. Obviously, nobody can stop Jokic in the NBA, but I, I just kind of figured this would be a, a you know old school basketball, uh, you know these big guys battling inside, but then you know they want to go out there and shoot threes. But Jokic is just uh, he's a beast, man. And and <laughs> with Game Five in Denver, I think this series is over. Um, but you never know. Anthony Edwards, he he he's a beast, and he did say that this is not over. Yeah, it's not over in four, but it might be over in five. Um, I don't see the Nuggets. I mean, I don't see Minnesota making this pretty much any game or making this a game. I see these guys. I mean, losing the guys that they lost was huge in McDaniels. He's a big part of what Minnesota does, but it might not have made much of a difference. Uh, Minnesota will need to retool. They need to really figure out what are they doing? Is Mike Connolly part of this group? You traded a bunch of picks for Rudy Gobert. It has not worked out. The Gobert and the uh, Cat uh, uh, pairing is just not working out. So it'll be real interesting to see what they do in the offseason. But something definitely has to happen for this team. Maybe you trade one of these big guys and bring in a smaller guy. Uh, I mean, Anthony Edwards is great, right? But I don't know if him and these two bigs could work. That's all I'm saying. Or maybe you bring in some pieces that can come in and help your bench. 
maybe like a Jordan Clarkson type guy. Who knows? So moving on along, this is the game, the game of the night, the Los Angeles Lakers. My Los Angeles Lakers versus the Memphis Grizzlies with a healthy John Moran or not healthy John Moran. It's been a good series. You know, I call the Lakers like in five or six and it could happen if the Lakers are able to pull out this game tonight and go up three one. It's a possibility that they ended in Memphis in game five. It'll be so amazing for them to end it in Memphis on game five. But if not, if all fails, you will get a game six in L.A. And the Lakers are tough in L.A. But shout out to Ruby Hachimura. He's a guy that Washington fans were mad at. They were saying that, hey, this guy is not a guy. He, he's not good. He's not this. He's not that. What this guy has done is he's averaging over 20 points a game for the Lakers. He's been the sole reason why the Lakers are up to this great start that they're in right now. We'll see what happens tonight. Can Rui Hachimura have a fourth great game? I think that guys like D'Angelo Russell has to, he has to step up. Austin Reeves has to step up tonight. A guy like Dennis Schroeder or even a Malik Beasley or Troy Brown, one of these other guys, Vanderbilt, somebody has to step up outside of LeBron, AD, and Rui Hachimura. Somebody else has to step up and then kind of give the Lakers the confidence like, hey, we are a deep team. We are a team that are that, that is pretty good. Now, on the opposite side, if the Grizzlies want to come in and win this game, you're going to need to get off to a good start. Not just John Morant. You know what you're going to get out of John Morant. You need guys like Bain to take his game to the next level. Jaron Jackson, Bain, and John Morant all have to be on their best game. If not, the Grizzlies have no chance. Losing um, the guys that they lost in the front court, including Steven Adams, that just does not help their chances with guarding guys like um, AD. Even LeBron in the post, he's a problem. Rui Hachimori in the post. He's a problem. So things are going well for the Lakers right now. We'll see if they can take a commanding 3-1 lead after tonight. And then depending on what happens tonight, if my Lakers do win, I might get on the Lakers podcast and talk Lakers. So we'll see what happens there. Golden State Warriors versus the Sacramento Kings. This has become my favorite series. Outside of the Lakers, you get those late-night games. You also get these late-night games with the Warriors in Sacramento. I will be glued to this game. Game five in Sacramento is so pivotal. Whoever that wins this game most likely wins the series. If the Warriors win this game in game five, they will for sure win game six in Golden State. If Sacramento wins game five, Golden State may or may not win in game six. But one thing I'm for certain is that game seven in Sacramento is going to be tough. And these games have come down to the wire every single time so i'm enjoying that series it seems like neither team likes to play defense it's lots of points lots of shooting both teams are capable of making anywhere from 13 made threes to up until 20 made threes if they're on their game as a lakers fan we play one of these two teams i just want these these two teams to go all the way to game seven and i want my lakers to close it out in game five so that way we're chilling waiting for whoever but if i had to pick a team that i want my lakers to face it'll be the sacramento king you cannot count out the champions in Golden State. I don't care what their problems have been. They're not the same team that they have been in the past. They are terrible on the road. But when Steph and Clay are on their game and Draymond brings a defense, they are a tough team. And they're not going to go out without a fight. If the Warriors make it to the next round and they're saying, oh, we don't have to play Memphis. We got to play the Lakers. 
it can get interesting. The good thing about these two teams is that it's still going to be in Cali. So you're going to have Lakers fans both at the Warriors home and the Kings home when those two teams match up, if those teams are to make it to that round. Now, here's a disappointing series. I expected so much more. Uh, Phoenix versus the Clippers, man. Shout out to, uh, shout out to uh, not Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Stephen A. Smith said that he's one of the worst superstars in the league. And let me go in on Kawhi just a little bit. Kawhi wins finals MVP for the Spurs, right? He was like the third, fourth, fifth option on that team. But he played so well in the finals, not only guarding LeBron James, but also putting up like 16 plus points a game, right? Similar to what Andre Iguodala has done in one finals MVP. Now, he gets injured. He's doing what's best for him. He's load managing. He literally took this load managing thing to a whole nother level. So now he's load managing. He's doing this. He's doing that. Then he gets traded to Toronto. He gets to Toronto, a team that had Fred Van Vliet, uh, Norman Powell, uh, Pascal Siakam, OG, OG Ananobi. So many talented guys on that Raptors team. It just was not Kawhi. Kawhi happened to be the best player, but who was Kawhi even guarding? They lost KD, they lost Clay, and that series still went six. I'm not discrediting Kawhi Leonard, but we need to stop putting Kawhi Leonard on the same level as players like KD, LeBron, and the rest of them. He's a second-tier star. He's a second-tier superstar, if you will. He's not on that level as LeBron. He's not on that level as KD. So don't give me the, oh, Kawhi has two finals MVP and two championships. So does KD. They're not the same players. They're not the same level. And then with this whole load management crap, it gets worse and worse and worse for Kawhi. But shout out to Russell Westbrook. He's been leading his team. He's doing the best that he can. He's a guy that they literally grabbed for free in the buyout market. This might be the best buyout purchase, the best buyout acquisition in NBA history because Russell Westbrook wasn't working out in L.A. But he's working out, I mean, with the L.A. Lakers, he's working out with the L.A. Clippers. Because, for one, the Clippers needed a point guard. The Lakers did not necessarily need a point guard like Russell. They needed a point guard that, that can play off ball at times because LeBron is so ball dominant. Which is why LeBron and D'Lo, they do work. But you would need a better shooting point guard. A guy who shoots as well as, uh, let's say, a Seth Curry. A Seth Curry with LeBron is a perfect pairing because Seth Curry is good enough to kind of handle the ball, create just a little bit, but then play off the ball from a guy like LeBron, and then you can dish it to him for the shot. D'Lo makes those shots, but he does not make those shots at a high clip. You know, he's a little scoring point guard. But anyways, that's beside the fact. The Clippers went from guys like every point guard in the league, including John Wall. They were searching for that point guard. Now they finally get their guy, and they're going to have to pay Russell Westbrook next year. I think that's where Russell Westbrook plays out the rest of his career. It seems like a good pairing. He wants to be in L.A., but he chose the wrong L.A. team. He's right. He's on the right L.A. team now, and I think he fits what they like to do. If Paul George and Kawhi were healthy with the Westbrook, this series would have been way more interesting. So I think that game five ends uh, tomorrow night in Phoenix. So that series is over in five because, you know, Kawhi just continues to miss games. It says frustrated Kawhi misses game three. Kawhi is not frustrated. We don't know what Kawhi, Kawhi has no emotions. We don't know if he's frustrated. We don't know if he's happy, mad, or sad. That's just who Kawhi is. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. In the comment section, you guys let me know. Who do you guys think end up in the next round?
Do you think that the Lakers make it to the next round or is it Memphis? Do you guys think it's going to be the Clippers in, I mean, uh, the Suns in five <laughs> or the Clippers in seven? Those are like pretty much the only two choices there, right? Is it going to be the Sacramento Kings in six or seven? Or is it going to be the Golden State Warriors in six or seven? Is it going to be the Lakers in, in five, six or seven? Is it going to be Memphis in uh, uh, six, six or seven? So let me know what you guys think in the comment section. Let me know what you guys, uh, who is you guys sleepers to make it to the NBA Finals. Once again, guys, this is the Talking Sports with Manny podcast. I am your host, and I will catch you guys on more episodes. Please be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please like, please subscribe, and please share. And also, if you're listening to the audio version or you want to listen to the audio version, go find me at Talking Sports with Manny on everywhere you get your podcast. Catch you guys soon. I'm out. Peace.